Hello, my name is Adam Garance and welcome to this week's episode of the Susan and Mo Team Presents Adam Garance's Fun with Real Estate at Home Podcast. This week's special guest is someone that I am really excited to speak with. So please welcome Stittsville City Councillor Glenn Gower. Glenn, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thanks, Adam. It's good to be here. Glenn, I feel like a lot of people really would love to know what a day in the life of a city councillor looks like. Well, first of all, there there really is no typical day in the life. Uh, every day, pretty much every day, there's some kind of a surprise. Um, you know, and right now, obviously, in the, the COVID situation, it's very different from how it might have been a year ago. But uh, we can have days, um, I can have a day with the city council that goes for six hours. So I'm sitting in a, a Zoom meeting with 23 other people for six hours. Um, and some days could be out doing, uh, I, about a month ago, I was out doing a bicycle tour of the ward with one of the city planners to have a look at things. Um, sometimes it's uh, a bunch of calls with residents. Sometimes it's uh, problem solving with uh, different uh, city staff or people in the community. So every day is, is kind of different. And, um, you know, I often say you never really have a day off as a counselor, but it's also, you're not really working either. Like it's, it's, it's kind of fun. Things go by quickly. I, I never really feel like I'm, uh, I'm never bored in the job. That's for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, today's day of uh, social media and everything, you're constantly being tagged in things on Facebook that people want to talk to you about it, whether it's 10 o'clock at night or middle of the morning on a weekend. So I guess there's really never a time off for you, which is true. Now, you are not, as people would call, a career politician, because if, if I'm not mistaken, I know a little bit about your, your past history. You worked in sports, did you not? If I'm not mistaken, you worked for the Senators as well as the Ottawa 67. So what made you want to be a city councillor? Yeah, uh, well, um, I went to Carleton for journalism. Right out of journalism, I got a job doing marketing communications with the 67s, which then turned into a similar job with the Senators. And then I went into um, uh high tech and consulting for a few years. Um, but over the last decade or so, I guess, I've, I've been very involved in the community as a volunteer, um, really, really interested in, um, really interested in everything going on in, here in Stittsville where I live. And I guess um, there, there's a point where I guess I realized that there's only so much I could accomplish as a volunteer, and there was perhaps an opportunity to make more of a difference and become more involved in, uh, as a city councillor. And so there was an opportunity that I saw to, to run in the election two years ago, and here I am today. It's hard to believe it's already been two years. Like, it, you know, I, I remember the city uh, election, not, you know, I guess two years ago. And uh, I remember seeing your name there and going, I recognize that name from, I, I used to work for the 67s, but not at the same time when you were there. So uh, I just remember hearing your name when I used to work there. So it's, it's pretty interesting to see a guy that you kind of know uh, from that sort of standpoint, making his way into politics. So do you have career aspirations to move up into politics or would you hopefully want to stay in city forever? No. Um, one thing that I like about city hall versus municipal, uh, sorry, versus provincial or federal is uh, you really, you don't have parties at the municipal level. Every council around the table is independent and your focus first and foremost is on working for your residents in your ward. And it's not about towing a, a party line or, you know, there's, there's not the same, uh, I don't think there's the same maybe animosity or partisanship. So I really like that about uh, municipal politics, but I'm not a career politician either in the sense that I don't see this as a job that I'll have for another decade. 
uh, I think it's it's a healthy thing when you can have some turnover and change in your elected representatives because it's always important to bring new faces and new ideas and new approaches and new experience around the council table. Absolutely. So yeah. speaking of, of working for your residents and speaking of people for, for Stittsville specifically, which is also where I'm uh, a resident of, um, it seems like everywhere you kind of look, we're seeing a lot of new communities that are being built. So how many housing developments uh, from the real estate side of things, of course, I'm going to jump into this. How many uh, housing developments does Stittsville have currently? Oh, how many developments? Um, that's hard to say because there's so many that are in progress. And, you know, do you count, uh, do you count a, an infill, you know, a single family infill development? How do you compare that up against a, you know, big builder like a Minto or Madame or Ridgecraft? I can say that, you know, basically over the last few years, we've added about a thousand uh, new homes or so to the community on a yearly basis. That might be overshooting it a little bit, uh, but there's a ton of development happening in this community. And you just take a drive around to the outskirts and you'll see uh, a lot of new projects underway. We're closing in on about 40,000 residents. And um, when I was running for election, there were probably about 35,000 people. So um, you know, city city has annual reports that come out, but they kind of lump Stittsville and Canada together in terms of the population counts. And so um, it's a lot. It's a lot. We're one of the fastest, if not the fastest growing suburban communities in Ottawa right now in terms of the number of new homes being built. I think in 2019, we had the highest number of new housing starts of any ward within the city. So it's pretty significant. Yeah, well, I, I'm not surprised by that at all. I mean, there, there's a lot of people who are who are moving into Stittsville and then, you know, with the with the new D&D office being uh, at the old Nortel building, more people want to live in this end of town. So it's nice to see that. I mean, Almost in my backyard, just off of uh, Palladium, you've got that new development that they're building there uh, over on Huntmar too. It just seems like everywhere you turn, there's something new, which is really exciting and why people should be moving to Stittsville, right? Yeah, there's certainly lots of choice. The other thing we're seeing too is maybe um, maybe a decade ago in Stittsville, most of the housing starts would have been singles and some towns. And uh, we're seeing a lot more variety in terms of both what's, what's being built, but also things coming through the proposal stage. Uh, so we're seeing fewer and fewer single family homes. We're seeing more townhomes. We're seeing more stacked townhomes. We're seeing more low rise developments. And we're gonna start to see in the next four or five years, a lot more uh, apartment type of uh, buildings coming up too. Um, there's already a lot of low rise apartments in Stittsville. And we've seen some retirement residences that are multi-story five, six, but uh, we're seeing more and more interest all over Ottawa in apartments. So it's a, a market that's really shifting with the, with the demand for different types of housing. Yeah, well, it's a kind of low maintenance when you have an apartment. You don't have to worry about lawn. You don't have to worry about snow removal, uh, replacing your roof, doing your windows, kind of stuff like that. So it is a nice nice thing that a lot of people and a lot of younger people kind of in that generation don't want necessarily want to deal with, especially for maybe a first place to live or if they're moving out of mom and dad's house too. So, Well, and, and we're also seeing too, um, people often think of rentals as being apartments. And I think it, it uh, maybe it's not as obvious, but there are a ton of, especially townhomes, a ton of townhomes being purchased as investment to properties and being rented out. There's a huge demand for, for rentals of any type in our community. And, uh, you know, uh, there's probably a lot more people renting on your street than, uh, than you realize, no matter where you live in Ottawa. Uh, def definitely, I know for my street, I think half the people on my, uh, my street are renters, which is great. I mean, they're, they're super nice people and I, I love having, you know, uh, 
families living in the community and, and, and seeing that sort of uh, growth that's coming from here. I mean, uh, you have such a younger demographic living in Stittsville right now because a lot of these houses are newer, which is awesome. So what about businesses? Are we seeing any sort of influx in new businesses that are going to be coming out to Stittsville? Well, it's a tough time right now for businesses because of COVID-19. Obviously, restaurants and, and uh, gyms, fitness facilities are shut down right now. And the last seven months of COVID has been absolutely brutal on businesses. Um, for the most part, I think, though, uh, businesses are being supported very well by the community. And, and here in Stittsville, most businesses are, are surviving and some of them surviving uh, better than others. Um, we have lost a few businesses in the last few months, but we've also gained a number of businesses. There's um, a new donut shop, Mavericks. There's a new coffee shop, Honey, both of those on Stittsville Main Street. Uh, there's a landmark CrossFit gym that recently moved to a much larger facility on Ibra Road. Uh, there's a new pharmacy on uh, Hazeldean and a new dentist just above it that opened over the course of the summer. Um, and I look at some of the new uh, commercial developments happening, um, you know, builders and developers don't build commercial developments unless they know they can rent those spaces out. So we saw the no frills, for example, that opened back in August, and they're now building the rest of that plaza and that will likely have uh, services like coffee shops or, or hair salons and things like that. Um, so there is a demand for retail space here in Stittsville, even with the slowdown from COVID. I think what, uh, what I'd like to see is continued support from residents to make sure they're still shopping local. I, I know it's really um, convenient right now to buy things online, but there's a huge benefit to having local businesses in our community. And the more of our dollar that we can spend locally, uh, the healthier that we'll all be here in, here in Stittsville. Absolutely. And Maverick got delicious donuts, some of the best donuts <laughs> I've had. And yeah. uh, the No Frills is, is beautiful. It is a great facility. I've, I've gone there several times so far. And it's nice to sort of have a different option. We used to, it felt like we kind of only had, you know, food basics sort of in, uh, in, in this sort of area off of uh, Hazeldean. But now it, it's nice to have that, uh, that option to go over to the No Frills as well. And both Mavericks and the No Frills are both managed and or owned by. Stittsville residents, which is nice too. You find that a lot with, even with the chain stores, you know, you find that a lot with uh, ownership being people who live in the community. It makes a difference. Absolutely. Um, so you, you mentioned, well, obviously we mentioned Maverick on Stittsville, Maine, as well as Honey, the coffee shop. We're seeing some redevelopment going on on Stittsville, Maine. I uh, know uh, at, at uh, Stittsville, Maine and Oroville, they, they took down some of those buildings that were there. Are the new buildings that they're going to be putting in there going to kind of keep with the theme of the old architecture that was on Stittsville, Maine? Or are we going to see a more modern feel with those ones? You'll probably see a mix of both as new things get developed. Um, a number of years ago, the city uh, went through a project that ended up with what's called the Stittsville Main Street Community Design Plan. And it's kind of a master planning uh, document, but it specifically doesn't prescribe what kind of architectural style needs to be used. What it does say is that the materials that are used have to tie into the history. So a new building, whether it's a classical style or a more modern style of architecture, it you, you will see things like more use of wood or of brick than you would say on a, a strip mall on uh, on Hazeldean Road or something. But I think it's, it's a, you know, a, I think opinions are mixed in the community on this. I know there's some people who would love to see a, a replica style of a 19th century railroad town, and other people would like to see something more modern. If you drive down Stittsville Main Street now, 
Yes, there's some heritage buildings, but there's a whole range of architectural style. And I think that gives the street a lot of character. And in fact, if you look at some of the most um, vibrant streets, main streets, even downtown streets and urban areas, one thing that makes them exciting places to visit is variety in the architecture. And a healthy, healthy street constantly has renewal, has new things, has old things. And, and uh, you know, it, you have uh, all sorts of styles working together and that makes for a really exciting environment. So that's what we're going to see on, uh, on Stittsville Main Street is a mix of old and new and, uh, you know, a constant, uh, constant change as the years and the decades go on there. I like it. I mean, I've, I've lived in Stittsville now. This is my third year living in Stittsville. And, uh, you know, I used to, I grew up in Bridalwood. So uh, okay. I, I come out to Stittsville sort of every now and then. But I mean, you go back 10 years and Stittsville was completely different than what Stittsville looks like now. So it, it's nice to sort of see the development there. Are we, um, I, one thing I didn't ask, and I, I just kind of thought about this was, with all the, the new housing developments, are we going to see some more schools? Like, I know we have a lot of um, Catholic schools, like Catholic high schools and Catholic uh, elementary schools, but are we going to see a little bit more public schools and public uh, high schools coming here into Stittsville as well? You will. Um, just last week, the provincial government announced that they're going to be funding a new Catholic elementary school in the Fernbank area. And it's one of four schools that have had funding confirmed in the last couple of years. So there's going to be a Catholic elementary school in the Fernbank area, a English public school, and a French public school, as well as an English public high school. Um, the timeline on when these are going to open, they're all probably within the next two or three years. The public high school is a project that people have been pushing for in this community for, for almost two decades. And uh, there is a site that uh, the city just uh, went through the approval process and uh, it's scheduled to open in September 2022, if all goes as planned. So that's a, that'll be a big uh, benefit for Stittsville. But four new schools, um, very much needed right now. We've got a lot of young families moving into the community. So that's really good news. We've got three elementary schools and one high school coming within the next probably two to three years. That is awesome. That, I'm looking forward to seeing that and allowing the students to stay sort of in the community because I think yeah. South Carleton is where a lot of them go for high school right now, correct? For public high school at South Carleton. And, you know, you can see, um, you mentioned uh, uh, population shift due to DND setting up shop on, on Moody Drive. Well, we also had about four or five years ago, the opening of Paul Demaray High School, which is a French Catholic school. And um, I think, I don't have the data around this, but anecdotally, I think a lot of uh, Francophone families are choosing to settle in Canada and Stittsville because of the proximity to that uh, French high school. So um, we know that schools uh, attract people to the community and schools are a really important part to healthy communities as well. So it's good to have the more schools we can get here, the better. Absolutely. Education is key, right? So what, uh, what member, or sorry, what committees are you a member of, Glenn? Oh, um, well, let's see. So we have a, a city council of 23 people plus the mayor, and each councillor serves on a number of different committees. I'm on a lot, maybe more than most councillors. I am on, um, uh, I'm the vice chair of planning committee and the vice chair of the agricultural and rural affairs committee. Um, I'm also a transit commissioner. And I'm on the Board of Health. So all of those pretty uh, pretty busy committees. I think that's all of them. Yeah, 
it sounds like it. I mean, planning committee would be citywide, obviously, and all of these ones would be. So, and then I, I think I remember following you on Twitter and seeing your, well, back when, you know, you could take the bus sort of on a little bit more easy and regular basis, tweeting updates about it, which I think was really helpful to a lot of, um, you know, people busing from Stittsville was knowing when the buses were going to come and whether or not they were a couple minutes late. And especially with the rollout of the LRT, how that was going. So that was very informative, in my opinion. Did you get a lot of positive feedback on doing that? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. It's uh, um, a lot of people don't believe that elected officials take the bus. And out of that council table of 24 people, I would say at least a third and maybe even a half do take the bus and the train on a regular basis. In fact, I have some colleagues who don't even take the bus. They bike or um, take a scooter into work. But I think it's, it's just really important when you're making decisions on things like uh, transit that you understand how transit works. I'm lucky where I live, the end of my street, I have two um, express buses and I can walk 10 minutes and hop on the 61, which will take me right to uh, the train station at Tunney's Pasture. For me, my commute into work was uh, 60 or 70 minutes both ways. And it's it's uh, really only a few minutes longer than a drive might be. And it saves on gas. I can answer some emails on the way there and uh, be able to really get a, a firsthand experience of what people are, uh, what, what people's commute are like on public transit. So yeah, it's pretty important to do that. That is awesome. And, and I like that you're such a hands-on city councillor. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say I've had a ton of interaction with city councillors sort of in the past, but from what I've seen, especially again, going back to the social media weight, like age of everything, you're very hands-on and it's great to see that. Um, how we, we talked a bit about the, you know, businesses being impacted, obviously, during COVID, but what has been the biggest impact that COVID has had on Stittsville in general? Uh, there's a lot of ways I would say on, um, I think the mental health of people here. And, and when I say mental health, I, I don't mean that, uh, necessarily, uh, you know, clinical mental, mental health issues, but I'll try to explain as, as counselors, we hear from people every single day on a whole number of issues. And I think it's a really good barometer to understand how people are doing. Uh, we have a bit of a saying in my office that when people call and they're very, very upset about, uh, about uh, overgrown weeds in the local park. Sometimes you can tell they're calling and they're, they're upset, not because of the weeds, but because of other things going on in their lives. And I think we're, we're sensing more and more of that in a lot of the interactions we're having with residents. I know uh, when we call back some older adults, senior citizens, um, you get the sense they don't wanna get off the phone. They really want someone to talk to. And so there's these little signals like that that tells me that people are feeling isolated, they're feeling disconnected. And I'm really concerned about what, what that's doing to the, the mental health and the social fabric of our community. So to me, that's really the biggest effect of what's, what's going on. And it's hard to measure. It's easy to, to sense and to have a, a feeling that something's going on, but it's, it's hard to measure and it's hard to figure out um, what we can do to support people. It, you know, in, in a normal um, emergency or disaster, if there was a tornado or an earthquake or something, you would see where the damage is very obviously and, and volunteers and helpers would rush to help people out. Um, with this pandemic, um, we know that there's people in our community who are having a hard time. It's really tough um, to find them and to get them the help they need. So uh, it's a real challenge right now. Hey, you know, you're, you make a good point there for sure. I mean, I know back when sort of when we were in the height of the lockdown, even before businesses and everything started opening, I remember walking around with my fiance and my dog and we were just saying, you know, you can't 
if you looked outside, you would have no idea sort of that there's really anything wrong in the city right now because everything seemed normal. Like the sun was shining, you know, it's not like you're, you're going through uh, an episode of the walking dead while, while you're there. Cause like, but you would see this and, and you would just go, it, it's hard to believe that I can't just, you know, go see my friend, give him a big hug and, and or go out for drinks or hang out in their house or do whatever. So you're right. I think people's mental health has been deeply impacted by this. And I'm not surprised that as a whole Stittsville is, is, is experiencing that. So it's, uh, hopefully things will be getting better soon. <laughs> yeah. We've been saying that for eight, yeah. 10 months now. So yeah. hopefully. <laughs> I think the other thing about Stittsville is, you know, compared to some of other areas of our city, I think, um, Stittsville has, has, is, is very well off, right? I think there's a lot of families where both adults are able to continue to work from home or haven't had an interruption. But, you know, we do know there's a lot of people here in Stittsville and a lot of people across the city who have really struggled with, with jobs and, and finances throughout all of this. And uh, uh, I think that's maybe hard to, maybe it's easy to lose perspective living in Stittsville when, uh, when um, our economy or our, our income levels are, are higher. So I think that's important for people to realize too that, you know, there's probably 20 or 30% of our population here in Ottawa that, that is really struggling throughout this. As, as normal as things may be for, for some families, uh, it's, it's really not normal at all for, for others in our, in our community. Absolutely. One more question for you quickly while I remember. Do we have any plans for a fenced-in dog park in Stittsville? Uh, yeah, we do actually. Uh, a forest known as Shea Woods. It's kind of behind Holy Spirit Parish. It's used unofficially as a dog run right now. It's actually private property and technically anyone using it is trespassing. But um, the city's finalizing a deal to purchase that from the current landowner. And the idea would be to, to uh, turn that into a dog run. There's also Technically, it's outside of Stittsville, but in the south end and the traditions to Eden Wild area, south of Fernbank, there's also plans for a dog run. Although I don't think that one's fenced in, but um, at least it's a designated uh, off-leash dog park. There, there are not many of those in the west end, so anything that we can get is a good thing. It's true. My dog needs a good run, so I'm excited to hear that we're going to be having something here. So that's great. Glenn, thank you so much for taking some time today to speak with me. Uh, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. You were fantastic, and I love hearing about all the exciting things that Stittsville has to offer and the things that Stittsville is going to be offering so that more people will move out here. Yeah, well, it's great to be here. Thanks, Adam. Thank you again. Thank you to everyone once again for tuning in. Uh, Please continue to social distance and continue to wear your masks. I'm sure Glenn will agree with me on that one. And stay tuned for another fun-filled episode.